Not the footy show. Show? Darth Vader's in the house. Give a note to Todd Carney, everybody. We'll get started in just a few minutes. Stuffed up the music straight away, Matty Duncan. How you doing, mate? The good was I didn't notice any stuff up. Never play your, never play your hand was. People <laughs> don't know what's going on. They won't. They won't with the podcast anyway. Uh, we just had a bit of Uda uh, Yankovic's song, another tattoo going there in the uh, the lounge room before everyone started listening to the show tonight, and uh, it's a bit of a tribute to Todd Carney, who's currently sporting. What is that thing underneath his jersey, mate? I don't know. Was I was hoping, being the big Todd Carney fan you are, would be able to. Tell me what it was. I was going to ask you that question. I don't know. I don't know if you ever recall, mate. You'd be the same vintage as me. There was a there was a game called um, Nightmare or something, a video trivia game that used to always be on, and it's really freakish person on the end of it, and uh, it sort of reminds me of that. Yeah, no, you're around the money. I never played the game, but I do know what you're talking about. I was never allowed to play it, Mum, so it looked too scary for me. Yeah, I actually didn't play it either, but I know I could see the ads, and it always gave me the heebie-jeebies. So, you want to play the game? My game, by my rules, and you, you will obey my rules. When I speak, you will stop, and you will listen. I rule this game. I am the gatekeeper. Look, it's Warwick Nicholson here and Money Duncan there on the line. It's the Round 8 preview here on Not The Footy Show, episode 103. Uh, we've got a, a, a bit of a truncated show this week, but not short of quality, hopefully. Uh, plenty of stuff to talk about out of Rep Round. Uh, we've just experienced no rugby league uh, in the club department for a weekend. What's your view on that, Matty Duncan? Uh, it's a hard one, Was I, I really did miss the footy, I'll be honest. And um, I, I actually think here in... Queensland, the QRL missed opportunity because they had a split round themselves and we had limited footy. So, look, it's probably good for the clubs and, and the clubs like the Broncos that have uh, in the storm that have got that big uh, representative uh, group of players. But, yeah, I, I can't say I was a huge fan, Was Yeah, well, I think that the, the aspect that you've just touched on there about giving, let's say, the, the stronger clubs or the more representative clubs a bit of a break is actually somewhat of a moot point given that because of the NRL's willingness to play games on Anzac Day, we have the Dragons, the Roosters, the Storm and the Warriors having situations where players, if they play Country City, they only had three days to back up. And if they play the Test Match, I guess they get five. But it still hasn't really avoided that whole elite players getting a break. No, not at all. I, I haven't actually thought through that. But no, that, that's actually... It, it just seems like we've, we've wasted a weekend of footy, if that's the case. Well, I'm actually probably on the other scale of things. I mean... I actually enjoyed a weekend without uh, club football. Uh, less time to think about how Josh McCrone's going to steer the Raiders for the next uh, six months. But th- the fact is, I think we needed a bit of a time to breathe, a time to, to give test football, I think in particular, uh, I guess the platform that it deserved, apart from obviously Channel 9 making us wait two and a half hours before we actually saw the match start. The other part of it, City Country, I mean, you don't have as much vested interest in that, but... It also got a chance to have, I guess, an, an extended build-up in the, the, the town of Mudgee in the Central West. 
I know that went down massively well uh, for all those people out there in the country, part of New South Wales. And I think that is something that like, shouldn't be understated, is the fact that usually, under the old system, the players get named on Sunday night, they travel out to wherever they were playing uh, by the end of the week, and they play the game on Friday, then they'd have to fly to play any of the, the club games. But this time, they were actually there for those two days in the weekend. I think that's been a big bonus. What do you reckon about that, mate? Yeah, it's huge, was for, for a town like that. Yeah, like, like you said, that can't be understated at all. It's a, it's a really good opportunity. You know, a, a, a game that I, you know, holds no significance for me, but it is, it is something special for those towns. And, and one year, yeah, I, I've still, and I know we touched on this last week about the, the whole scheduling, I, I, I'm still not comfortable with the Anzac test where it falls in the in the representative yep. season. And, you know, like, I, I really would like to see the city-country clash at full strength, too. I, I think that would be... I know those days are gone, but I, I reckon it would be a very entertaining cra- uh, clash to see those, you know, at full strength with, you know, even if the year is certainly for New South Wales, you've still got to front up for city-country. I, I would like to see that clash one day. Flip side of that is, uh, the benefit we saw for Mudgee, the benefit we saw for Country Rugby League, I know that, that Queensland, I guess, has the the North Queensland aspect, which I guess the Cowboys that take in a bit of the country area um, in terms of, of, of geographically. But you've often said to me that you'd be happy that we get to bash ourselves for a few weeks before Origin. But seeing, I guess, the, the way that a country town absorbs something like City Country like it did this past weekend, is there any future for a Queensland uh, City Country? Oh, well, I don't think it'll ever happen. I, I was actually mucking around with a mate the other day and, and named a team. Just you know, you'd only you'd have to do a full strength team with Queensland. We yep. just don't have the have the pool of players otherwise. Um, particularly, you know, when thirteen or so of them get named in the test side, um, yeah. that away from a city country country clash for Queensland, it'd be a you know fairly lacklustre. Uh, competition, but if you had a, a full strength Queensland city country and you know played it in Roma, you know the Artie Beatson's hometown or somewhere like that, I, I think it would be an absolute awesome match. I'll have to I'll email you through the the teams later. Was to run your eye over, mate. Very good. The other option, I guess, is a potentially north and south concept in uh, a city country aspect. Yeah, that's the other. You know, probably like draw a line at Rockhampton and say South Queensland versus North Queensland. But the, the teams we come up uh, up with here, city country. Uh, Still pretty good, was still, still will be a good contest. Okay, we're going to get to uh, the test match in just a few seconds, but there is a question that you touched on earlier and I wanted to get to it straight away. Uh, Steve Mascord wrote an article today on NRL.com uh, citing some in, uh, uh, comments from John Grant, who's the ARLC commissioner, or the head commissioner, speaking about the fact that possibly even as, clo- as soon as next year, the test match, which uh, I guess officially isn't the Anzac test, but it's played around near Anzac Day almost every year, so that's what we call it that. Uh, would actually be held after Origin in the future. And um, there was a comment from Steve in his article, which was a, a bit of poetry, actually, which I haven't written down and thus can't read out to you. But essentially he was saying, look, it happened last time back in 2002. Uh, Great Britain came out here for a one-off test and was smashed 62-10 to 10 or something like that after the, the best team really had emerged from that Origin series. From your perspective, do you prefer... I mean, you, you said you're not sure about where it should sit, but is it better to have it sit after Origin? I guess when all the clubs are starting to look towards... Um, yeah, for one yeah, football, or is it a three? Should there just be a mandatory three test series no at the right end of the I, I guess I and and you and I grew up where it was state of origin was the selection trial for tests. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, I guess that's where I come from. So we used to see state of origin first, and then you'd pick your test team. So 
and it's a bit of a, a, a radical one, I guess. Uh, what is your view on a pre-season test match? Yeah, well, that, that, that could be another option, I guess. But, um, yeah, <laughs> with the pre-season, you know, we're, we're trying to promote, you know, it as our, as our best product. If, you, if you're putting a pre-season, I, I think you probably tarnish it a little. Yeah, as I said, and all, as, it's, as it's came to me then, actually. But the other one is you just make mandatory three test series at the end of the year. And uh, you play England one year, and New Zealand next, and I don't know something like that. But I, I still, I'm still not convinced on the whole Four Nations uh, gizmo. What's your thought on that? Yeah, no, I think Four Nations was was not a bad idea to, to work through. But I, yeah, I totally agree. Was you know play uh, um, yeah New Zealand one year, the Poms one, you know the next, rest of the world the third year, and then in the fourth year you have a World Cup. Sounds good to me. Let's go to the Anzac test or the VB test or whatever it's supposed to call it. Uh, entering this match, uh, we both said, well, all of us actually, Dave was here last week as well, that Australia would win. I was pretty, I was leaning towards the close the close match. You guys thought that it probably would go Australia's way later in the, in the game. I didn't think New Zealand played particularly great in this match. I thought Australia went through the motions to a degree, but the 20-12 to 12 scoreline I thought was just about fair. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a good game. Yeah, like like you said, Australia always looked in control. But uh, look, I was I was really entertained by the whole game. New Zealand was there to win. If they probably uh, you, the key is, you know, I've seen Benji Marshall cop a bit of criticism. I, I you, you didn't see some of Peace Magic, but yeah, overall, I, you know, the, the Kiwis gave their best shot. They've done, then you know, as, as a as a proud Broncos fan and, and Dolphins fan, I, I must say I was, I was very proud of Joshy Hoffman's effort at fullback for the Kiwis, and he probably kept him in the game. Yeah, he played very, very well, actually. That tackle on uh, Justin Hodges was an absolute cracker, and I think Hodge would have been getting a bit of ribbing at training during the, uh, this blitz week anyway, because he should have passed to Kili Wate, and there's a try gone begging there. I, you touched on Marshall and how he sort of didn't get a chance to get into the game. I think we saw the, um, the, the value of a Robbie Farrer um, in that situation. Isaac Luke's not your classic, uh, you know, get something happening from dummy half. He'll either run or he'll pass. There's not a lot in between with him. And Sean Johnson is probably a little bit more like Benji Marshall in the respect that he'll look to run or he'll look to try and make something happen off his own bat rather than just see to yeah, the guy outside. I him. think, he, yeah, they probably needed a, a Kieran Four in there as well. Yeah, yeah. and it would have been, made Marshall, I guess, uh, free up a little bit. He, he played it out on that uh, left edge a bit. Um, you know, uh, look. He had to play outstandingly well for the, the Kiwis to win. He didn't play, uh, didn't really get into the flow of the game. I thought the forward pack for the, the Kiwis, they just lacked some strike. I mean, it's all well and good to pick you know hard nuts like Adam Blair and Jeremy Smith and um, Maria Hargraves and, and that, but they just didn't effort. They didn't really worry the Australians at all. And it was really the two bench forwards, I thought almost were their best two players, or best two forwards, was Jesse Bromwich and Alex Glenn coming off the bench. Oh, for sure. They, they really had a. I guess what I found from those two was a you know, real enthusiasm when mm. they come on, which I think they, their starting forwards lacked a little bit. Like they, they were up for the contest, but those two guys uh, brought a, a real enthusiasm, which had a flow-on effect to the team. But yeah, uh, they, they would be a little bit disappointed with their stars, I'd say the Kiwis. And we saw once again that you know if you pick a defensive centre, uh, the, the winger suffers and. Manu Vadovai had great stats. He had 17 runs, 173 metres, six tackle breaks, and never saw the ball in attacking situations because Simon Mannering's not an attacking centre. 
Yeah, that's uh, we we mentioned that was going to be the downfall was, and um, yeah, look, that the, that defensive centre sometimes has a has a place, but yeah, it gets overused a, a lot in rugby league these days. Now, Australia, Billy Slater was good. Uh, I thought he was rightly sinbin. Oh, for sure was. Yeah, that definitely deserves a sinbin. No two ways about it. And uh, Inglis and Hodges, they got okay amount of ball. I think you saw with Inglis in the try he scored. I mean, that's just why he's, you know, one of the three best big game players going around in the game, if not the best. He, he just can make those those half chances into tries. And Thurston got man of the match, uh, which I thought was deserved, uh, particularly that first try where he just showed that bit of poise that a lot of halves don't have, uh, waited for the play to open up in front of him and, and took advantage. Cooper Cronk was good, did what he uh, needed to do with the kicking game especially, and Cameron Smith, once again, you know, sold as you like. And there was actually a moment in that game where Cameron Smith got penalised for lying on the play of the ball, which I reckon is the first time in about three years. Yeah, he wouldn't know what was going on, would he? No. Was... He was surprised. You could see on his face, it was like, I don't get penalised for that. Yeah, this is it's like he had a written agreement that, yeah, no, this is, I, I don't get pinged ever. So... Now, quickly on a few other players, uh, James Tamo, how do you think he played? Uh, I, I think he was a little bit overall, but I think he, he went okay. Yeah, he got 28 minutes, and I actually, I was, I was fairly impressed. Uh, the little blue inside me uh, said, gave you a good thing. Uh, ben Hannett was outstanding. Uh, he was pretty much man of the match if uh, they didn't go with the favourite and Jonathan Thurston. Watmo, I thought, also played quite well, and he was there to save Billy Slater's bacon late in the game. Now, the other player that I think deserves a bit of a rap uh, is Dave Taylor for his second stint in particular. Yeah, he was. He, he played super, didn't he? He's just got that. It's a word we hate to use, but it's, it does something. You know, just that X factor when he comes onto the field. Um, yeah, when he fires, he's, he's unstoppable. But, but, you know, he got through some good work there as well. Now, uh, Paul Gallen, of course, just had another big game uh, for the Blues. Now, uh, the, sorry, the Australians. Uh, the, uh, well, it's not the Blues. It'd be the Maroons if it was any of them. Um, Australia 20, New Zealand 12. They will play again at the end of this year. Uh, there is talk it could end up in Perth that match, um, which would be great. I'd, I'd be all for them playing that test match over in Perth. Uh, there is no Four Nations this year because the World Cup is next season. And that was the big game. That was the Australia-New Zealand game. Thanks, Channel 9, for... Again, delaying it till uh, 7 to 8 when the game started at quarter past 6. I still cannot fathom how all the states outside of Queensland and South Wales watched the game live. And we, because of getting home from work, of course, was the big reason we couldn't watch it on Gem. Now, there's a couple of other games we had to look at. Now, mate, you and I both missed NYC Origin. Any feelings at all about the match? I uh, was. Well, I heard that, you know, a lot of talent on display, but yeah, it's just a game I, I couldn't get into. I was I was out on the night, but yeah, probably something I wouldn't have watched, but uh, good luck to him. Yeah, there was a guy that looked fairly decent for the Maroons, and we thought it would be uh, uh, Tata Moga. It was actually Edric Lee, the young Canberra Raiders centre. He showed a bit of toe, and uh, the Blues held on, I think, the score in that game. Let me just find it. 18-14. 18-14, I yeah. I was actually um, watching, and I'll admit everybody, I was watching the Hawks and the Eagles in the AFL with a mate of mine who's a, a big AFL fan following the scores on Twitter, and good luck to New South Wales. I mean, we've finally, uh, I think we've got a 1-0 lead in the Origin Series from best yeah, I can say. Yeah, was. He's, he's loaded up with a couple NRL players as well, you cheats. But anyway. <laughs> Did you guys actually have anyone you could have chosen? Uh, probably not. I'm just having a think. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm not off the top of my head. If you've got anyone, any people, uh, let us know, uh, obviously by Twitter, at NRL Tweet, or uh, via the Facebook page, if you had any other players that you thought probably should have been picked if Queensland had gone down that road, or could have gone down that road uh, for the NYC Origin. So it was played for the Darren Lockyer Shield. 
in a final of 5,000 people at Centibet Stadium. But, I mean, someone made a point today at work that, you know, you can say it's a nothing crowd, but even if there's NRL at um, Penrith on a Saturday night, they might have got 10. So, uh, anyway, good, on, good luck to South Wales. I hope it gets played again next year. I would prefer, as we've already pointed out in the show, as the curtain raiser for the three Origin games, not as the one-off. Let those New Zealanders play. Now, the other game is the City-Country game, and, I mean, you don't have an invested interest in this, but the final score was City Origin 24, Country Origin 22. Uh, Fielded Mudgee run, was it a downhill one end or something? <laughs> well, I think it was 24-6 at half-time, I think it was, uh, to uh, uh, City, and then the Country Boys came back. They finally injected Tarek Sims, and you could see what he could do. We, we Basically, we could go through every player and say whether they improved their chances at Origin and all that kind of stuff. But, mate, you're a Queenslander. You watch uh, bits and pieces of it. You've read enough about it. Is there any players that you don't want to see from this game play for New South Wales in a couple of weeks? Oh, there's two was. Um, you mentioned one, Tarek Sims. He's, you know, he, he's a real danger player. He'll really add something to that New South Wales bench. And, um, look, the, the Todd Carney on his day is a freak and can do freakish things. And, and he's someone that, you know, as a Queenslander, I, I really wouldn't like to see him playing for New South Wales because if things click, you know... He's a player that, uh, and we've seen what he can do. You know what he's done with the Sharks, and in recent weeks, when he when he's hot, he's he's very hot. You know he's one of the best in the game. So they're two I wouldn't like to see, but I, I imagine they will be in that sky blue of New South Wales. There are a flip side of that question. There was a couple of players that got a lot of raps for their performance, which probably pushes them back into Origin contention. And I'll put my hat on and say oh, I'm a bit disappointed. I saw Mitchell Pearce play moderately well because I don't think he's the answer for New South Wales at halfback but that kind of performance probably puts him back into contention for the number seven yeah I think uh, you know going into the game it was probably he's to well someone to you know take that that jersey off him and, and he done enough and, and he'll be the number seven but yeah as, as a Queenslander I've uh, I kind of hope he is the number seven because uh, there's no fears here well that's the thing uh, there is strong talk and Marie actually touched on it last week uh, Peter Wallace might actually be the halfback now uh, you know how I you think I've imp- I think he's improved this season. I think with extra responsibility, but I, I still don't reckon Peter Wallace is a, a Origin number seven. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, he's, he's been very good for the Broncos. He did have that that first Origin game. He did play for New South Wales. I thought he he did have, he did play really well. But I I think you'd probably want him an, another twelve months under his belt before you'd, you'd consider him for Origin. Yeah, that's a fair enough point. Now Jared Mullen didn't play well enough, I think, to get his spot. Pardon me, back in the team. Uh, Jared Hayne, now we saw him play 5-8, we saw him try, and we also saw why he shouldn't be playing at 6, and he should have played the whole match at fullback. Yeah, he's a fullback, was, and, and he's the other player for New South Wales, yeah. and we've seen some of the freakish things he's done in those losing New South Wales series. He's He's been the person that's kept New South Wales in a lot of those games, and, and he needs to be the fullback for New South Wales, I think. Yeah, if Dugan is fit, I think you still make a room for Jared Hayne in your, in your, in your back line, whether it's at centre or the wing. Because he is again, and you pointed out already, mate, he's one of those players that you can't afford not to have in the team because he, he's one. He, I'll tell you who he reminds me a little bit of was is, is Dale Shearer. Yep. Going yeah. back, to yeah. his, not in his playing style, but a player that Queensland, he, Queensland always found room for Rowdy, whether it was in the centres, yep. wing, fullback, on the bench. They they knew he was a freakish player and could do freakish things, and they just always found room in the seven eight. That's actually a fantastic point, and he has to be there. Uh, they, at this stage, I mean, I, I went through today over my lunch break and um, I went through all the, the contenders and the, uh, the probabilities for that New South Wales side. 
We will have the uh, New South Wales, or the State of Origin. It's basically the New South Wales selection show, but the State of Origin selection special next Wednesday night, May the 1st, everyone. And make sure you tune in for that. Everybody will give their teams we predict that Stuart will pick and a couple of players that we wish would get picked. But, um, you know, finding room for Hayne is important. Uh, and I think it'll come down to the fitness of, of Josh Dugan, whether a guy like Brett Morris forces his way in or not. But out of this game, I thought if there was any other, any players that really put their, their arm forward, we said Tarek Sims. The other one I think that um, probably needs to be considered because of the dearth of props for New South Wales is young Aaron Woods. What's your take on him, mate? He looks good, boss. He, he had some really nice touches there. I, he's a player... Yeah, I, I probably haven't seen enough of him, but, yeah, I think he... If he was a Queenslander, you'd, you'd probably pick him. The problem with yeah. New South Wales with some of these young guys is they pick him if they, and if they get beat, he'll you know be thrown to the, you know to the dump, which is, is probably not the best thing for him. Yet, yeah, probably needs another twelve months. I think he'd be Origin ready. Yeah, it's funny though, but uh, it's never stopped Queensland picking a guy in the past, and I think that's again we've seen the comments from Ricky Stewart. He just says we've got to change our mindset. It's 12 months late, but he's got to change their mindset, and I think a guy like him might squeeze in. It really depends whether New South Wales take Tony Williams and Tariq Sims I, I, on their bench. Picking, but the thing is that they'd have to stick with him. You yep. know, that's, that's the big thing. Well, there is. I think there is one prop spot definitely available for New South Wales, but we will discuss that in depth next week. Now, so City, City Country, City gets the win. Uh, again, nothing nothing to write home about the game itself. Fleeting Mateo played okay. Uh, you know, looking at the names, guys like Bo Scott, Ben Cray, they did the job, but they're, they're club players, and uh, I don't think they're the next level. Now, Josh McCrone, we've got to ask you, what did you make of the game? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's about right. Uh, Josh McCrone, look, he looked great in that uh, hooker, hooking role for country, and uh, that theory of mine, mate, it lasted 12 hours, but gee, it might have been good. Yeah, I bet, yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, you're the only person, I think, on this show that helps me with my... Uh, Adoration of Josh McCrone, and I really appreciate it. Oh, uh, I'm here to help, boss. That's it. Uh, that's the scorecard uh, 24-22 to City Origin. Uh, well, that's the three rep games that were played. Uh, I think we've sort of said that next year it'll probably be the same thing. Uh, again, we'd love to see an All-Stars situation for the NYC, but who knows how that's going to happen. Now, we were speaking about Origin. We were speaking about players uh, who, I guess, didn't get picked, and, and we've done handstands down here in South Wales about Soward and Ennis being missing out, but I found an article today about Jamie Soward, and I just got a quote here for you. It was in the, uh, I think it was the uh, Illawarra Mercury from Tim Barrow and the headline was, Blues need me, says Jamie. And this is a quote from Jamie Soward. I don't want to float my own boat, but I think that when the season started, I like to think when the season started, everyone was saying how close we were to winning Origin last year. That's why Queensland had success. They stuck with their team. Mate, you are a Queenslander. You loved seeing Jamie Soward there for the Blues last year. How do you read a comment like this? I don't know. It actually sounds a little bit desperate. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I hope they read it though and picking they was. <laughs> because I mean, I, I've tweeted it this afternoon. It's it's had some different responses, but yeah, the fact remains we lost the series last year. Michael Ennis and I thought Jamie Soward. I mean, I've been on their case because I didn't think they were up to it. But the fact is, they entered, they may have entered this season as incumbents, but they had to be in outstanding form to keep the newly available players, I guess, from from really taking their spots and. Let's be fair. I mean, Sowers had a couple of moments, but he's been nothing more than, than lukewarm, really. Ennis has been carrying an injury, and, I mean, I, I just stop on him because it's, I just get too harsh. But a guy like Sowers has to play out of his skin to make origin, and he's nowhere near the form required. No, he's... Yeah, I... I like I said, well, it's quite... If, if he's picked for New South Wales, they, they simply cannot win. 
Yep, I can't add any more than that. Uh, there was a couple of other comments from our Facebook page on the whole uh, Origin thing. Uh, Andrew Wales wanted to know if City Country was still relevant. I think we've established that it has a place in the game, uh, particularly in the country aspect of things. And as you've said, you'd like to see a full-strength uh, situation and get up and running. Stephen Burke also wants to know, touching on the Dugan aspect, Reese Robinson's been playing really well for the Raiders at fullback. Is there any thought of uh, moving Josh Dugan to number six? Well, that'll be interesting. What, what, what do you think as a Raiders fan? Well, I didn't think I asked you the question, mate. Oh, uh, no, I, I think he's a fullback. Like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, think, I don't think Reese Robinson's good enough to. Yeah, he's not. A, he, Dugan's have. not a number six. Uh, and especially with that, that bone jutting out of his shoulder. Why the heck would you put him in the defensive line? Uh, but appreciate the question, Stephen, but there is just no way you leave a guy like Dugan out of the number one. Sire, uh, I have news. And what sort of news do you have? Not bad news, is it? You know I can't take bad news. The day started out so good. Had a good night's sleep. Had a good BM. I don't want to hear any bad news. Now, what type of news is it? Well, to be perfectly frank, it's bad. Uh, feedback files time, mate. We've uh, had a few that were carried on from last week. Uh, Hamish Neal, who uh, does a radio show over there, or down in Melbourne, actually, on Radio Sport National, I think. Um, he wanted me to point out that the Tigers have actually won the most trophies in 2012. Can you name them? No, I was. Well, I'm, you did put it in our <laughs> notes, but I, I, didn't, I didn't know before then was. Uh, yeah, they've won the Sean uh, Burns Memorial Cup in the Parramatta uh, West Tigers trial at the start of the year. And they won the PCYC Cup in the Panthers game just a couple of weeks ago. And they should have had the hat-trick of uh, cup wins, mate, because they lost to the Roosters in the Foundation Cup at the start of the season. So when people say that the Tigers don't win anything, it's not true. There you go. Good. Well done, Tigers fans. Uh, now, the other one is I can tell you that our uh, Jimmy Pop-Tart, you know, the guy who uh, gave us that glowing review last week on iTunes. Well, I put up a dartboard of Jimmy. <laughs> mate, it's disappeared. Oh. I, I did not touch it, everyone. I didn't even I didn't even give another thought after last well, week. Well, you know what we threw out? I'm not riding off it isn't DC Chapman. <laughs> yeah, oh, DC or Nick? Might be Nick. Nick. Um, yeah, we didn't touch it, but it's down off the off the off our ratings for some reason. So uh, Jimmy pops up might have actually listened to the show. I think that might have been the key bit. Um, but we have a new one in from John McCullough, uh, and he says, "I quote: If you can't get enough rugby league in your life, here is a podcast that feels to fill the niche niche." Uh, great coverage of the games played in the weekend and the same hit-and-miss selections every week as other mug punters, uh, but with an air of knowledge. And then he adds, plus Maria Cialis sounds hot. Although, don't follow her tips. Mate, it's a pretty concise and, I think, accurate uh, summation of our show. Do we know, John? No, we don't, mate. I, I don't know if he's... I think it's spelt differently, actually, to uh, young Andrew's uh, last name. I think I might have stuffed up the spelling uh, in the notes, mate. But, uh, no, John... I don't, do you know John? I don't not that I'm aware of, but I'm, I'm a big fan of his work. Yes, and uh, Maurice Alice, she's always complained about her voice on the radio, but I think, you know, a little bit of experience, and all of a sudden, oh, she's got all the boys uh, very... Rugby league. Indeed. Uh, now, Anthony Taylor also met me during the week last week, and we'd already sort of just touched on the whole scheduling issue and whether we should have a set-out uh, format for the entire season. But it's something we will bring up later in the season, and that is what the NFL does, where they shuffle games in the last six weeks pertaining to their playoff importance. Do you think that's anything that should be looked at further in the future, mate? Oh, it's something that could be explored, Was I, I don't think it's something that'll probably happen, though. Yeah, it's a fair point. Now, uh, we've got the roundout preview coming up in just a few seconds, everyone. But a reminder, our State of Origin team selection special, next Wednesday, May the 1st, we're picking uh, the Queensland team and the New South Wales team. And it's about, it gives us about two weeks before the teams are actually named. Which... We're only really picking the Queensland winger, though, aren't we, Walt? <laughs> you can draw a long bow, mate, but I can tell you... 
I've got two maroon nuts, and that's how they're going to stay. Now, we are the tips for round number eight, everyone. And uh, we start with Wednesday. That's the why we're doing it on a Monday night every week. Uh, for this week, everybody, we've got St. George Lawara playing the Sydney Roosters at a or the SFS. Now, the Dragons are $1.46, the Roosters two eighty. You have to uh, give six and a half if you want the Dragons, and I think that's uh, not enough points, I think. Yeah, I think the Dragons will win this and win easy. Yeah, I think Jamie Soward, you know, kick for about 3,000 metres, but I think he'll have a, have a decent game. Uh, he'd like to after making those comments, but the Roosters, I just, I just can't see enough in them. There's not enough points in that team against a team like the Dragons who have had a chance to rest, chance to regroup. They've got a couple of origin players, a city country origin players coming back, but they should be too good at ANZ Stadium. So we're both taking the Dragons, and I can tell you from the tips that I have received from other people, now these tips could change as of tomorrow and then obviously the rest of the weekends during later in the week, but I can tell you that DC's taken the Dragons. So has Nick um, as well now. So that's all, all taking the Dragons to win. Now the other game, which is played at night, also on Fox Sports, is Melbourne Storm up against the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, it's a dollar forty-eight for the Melbourne Storm, two sixty-five for the Warriors, six and a half start uh, if you like the Warriors. And we saw this last year, mate. The Melbourne Storm died when they played the, the, uh, the yeah, yeah, Warriors. Same feeling again, was. I think this is uh, the Storm's undefeated run comes to an end here. I, I've got. It's it's just one of those feelings. You got the game that you think, oh, New Zealand. You know, no one's expecting the Warriors to play well. They they'll, they'll play that football that they they play well. They'll throw the ball around. Storm, few of those guys backing up from last Friday. I, I think they're right for the picking. Yeah, I agree with you, but I still can't pick against uh, Melbourne. I will be taking them here. Kevin Locke back for the Warriors is a big inclusion for them, but look, I just have to go with Melbourne at home. If this was on the road, I'd be picking the Warriors probably without a second thought. But you know, at the end of the day, the Melbourne have won seven in a row and they deserve favouritism. Now the games then shift to Friday night. We see the Canterbury Manly grudge match. Now, hopefully, Kieran Foran actually plays this match so we have a little bit of extra subplot because the rumours are going around that he signed with the Doggies, uh, and yet Manly are complaining that they can't, he can't actually sign with Canterbury because the reason behind Des Hazler leaving shouldn't therefore kick in a clause that allows Foran to leave. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but it's very confusing. It is. $1.73 for the Seagulls, two fifteen for the Bulldogs. Bulldogs plus two. I like Manly. Oh, well, I, I thought Bulldogs were the better the weekend. <laughs> Very good, and uh, you going to care to explain? No, I just think Desi, this is a game Desi has a want to, and don't get me wrong, Manly will want to beat Desi as well, but I just think Des knows, knows Manly plays so well, he's such a such a good coach and, and knows so many of their, their weaknesses, and I, I think he'll exploit a few of them on on, uh, on Friday night, and I think the Bulldogs will win. Yeah, I'll stick with Manly. I know they got dusted last one by the Gold Coast Titans, but they were a bit tired. they probably get... Uh, Mr. Glenn Stewart back from a finger injury this week. That's a big in for them. Uh, whether Desi knows how he plays or not, I just don't know if Desi has the cattle without Trent Hodkinson in that lineup. Although he might be a late inclusion, don't rule it out uh, to beat Manly. It's a should, game that should really get 30,000 people at ANZ Stadium. So hopefully New South Wales gets out and supports really what should be a, a pretty good game of football. Now there is a game in Queensland on that same night. The Broncos host the Gold Coast Titans. Dollar twenty-nine for the Broncos. Three seventy-five. For the Titans, ten and a half with the Titans, mate. Peter Wallace is supposed to play. Uh, that groin injury is allowed to train this week, but the ten and a half—it's it's a funny little number there. I, I wouldn't be that confident the Broncos are going to run away with this by a massive margin. Oh no! Well, this is—you know—this is a real danger game for the Broncos. The Titans will, you know, come to ambush the Broncos. They found a little bit of form last uh, last time they played. You know, they they're coming off a win. Yeah. If, 
Broncos don't come to play, they'll be in real trouble. I, I think this will be a close cash. You know, there's always good games these local derbies, and yeah, the ten and a half, it's not a uh, bet I'd like to get involved in. Yeah, I'd be saying probably avoid, as, as uh, JT would say. <coughs> it's a new bet game. Uh, it's the worst impersonation you've ever heard in your life. That is a terrible impersonation. I can only do Prince Charles in the uh, English accent, so I apologise, JT. Uh, South Sydney and North Queensland in the only game on Saturday night. Now, this is even money. It's $1.91 each. And, uh, look, Bunnies, they do get Nathan Merritt back. He made a successful return from injury last Saturday, I think it was, uh, for the Bunnies in the... Or the Bears, actually, in the New South Wales Cup. Cowboys might get Matt Scott back. Uh, Tariq Sims in pretty decent form. Malolo almost made the uh, New Zealand Test team after playing in reserve grade two weeks beforehand, or Toyota Cup. Uh... Cowboys worthy favourites, mate, or do you think no, the Bunnies well, at home? It's a, it's a game I'd again leave me out of. You know, they're two up and down teams. I, I'm going to tip the Cowboys, but with no real confidence. Yeah, it's t- it's tough to to say that South um, again on the road. You, you pick the Cowboys without a second thought, but I'll take the Cowboys in this game. I, I'm just surprised that, that I think the money started off, and I think Cowboys had um, were actually favourites, but it's come back to, uh, to even money. I'll still take the Cowboys, but again, you're probably right there, mate. Uh, probably not one you want to touch with your Muller. On Sunday afternoon now, it's the Josh McCrone time here in Canberra. It's the Raiders $2.02 and two versus the Red Hot Sharkies $1.81. Canberra 1.5, mate. I'm going to say at the moment, and I could definitely change this idea if Sam Williams doesn't get the halfback spot for Canberra, I'm taking the Raiders to beat the Sharkies. Oh, well, you're sticking loyal with the boys. Mate, there's, there's room for that once or twice this season. Fair enough. Um... Oh, they've let me down a couple of times this year, was and, and the Sharks, look, playing good football in winning form. I'm going to stick with them. I actually think the, the break is going to do the Sharks a bit of disservice. Yeah, that was a concern for me too, was Yeah, nothing like momentum. And, uh, you know, this week I'll be a real momentum killer for them. But uh, hopefully they can just pick up where they left off. Yeah, no Nathan Gardner, another aspect that I think everyone has sort of half forgotten. Uh, that's going to really hurt the Sharks. Uh, this streak isn't going to last forever. It probably continues this week, to be honest. But had a feeling... Midway through last week, the Canberra might get this game. I'm going to stick with it for the moment. Now, the Parramatta Eels take on the West Tigers. Uh, the Tigers played good-ish football. They played probably un-Tiger football last week against the Panthers, got the victory. I reckon if they did the same thing against the Eels, they'll get the two points again. $1.54 for the Tigers, two sixty-five for Parramatta, plus six para. I'm going to tip the, the, the Tigers, but I, I think it's a danger game for them. Again, you said they, they played that un-Tiger-like football. I'm, I'm worried that they're... You know, against the Eels, I, I would have preferred them to be playing a... a I think they needed a, a, a top-eight team to play again after they've played themselves in form. I, I worry that if they start, they'll play Parramatta and, and kind of get caught up in Parramatta's game, they'll, they'll get dusted. So I'll tip the Tigers, but uh, very wary there. OK, and the final game of the weekend sees the Knights host the Panthers. I think Penrith, in the end, got like 15 days off between the two Two matches, or maybe it's uh, yeah, it's close to that. Anyway, Panthers two ninety five on the road. Newcastle dollar forty two at home. Get seven and a half points if you like the Penny Panthers. I think I'm going to tip Newcastle, but I think Penrith are well over the odds. I, I would have had them a lot closer together and, and wouldn't have had that line as as long. But I'll, I'll tip the Knights uh, at home and should just be too good. But uh, yeah, Penny Panthers are. Yeah, I thought that uh, this game looks like it's been priced with Kurt Gidley returning for the Knights. And if that's the case, look, I have to go with the Newcastle Knights, and I'd probably reckon they'll probably cover. I The Panthers, uh, last week, I watched it live at the ground, and, wow, that was a that was a pretty average football side. And, and a lot of the things that were said after the match is, look, troops-wise, we're down. 
you're going to need Jennings to come back. You're going to need a few of the forwards to come back, like Tim Grant and the rest of it, to to make that seven and a half at all desirable. Uh, I can just give everyone else's tips. Uh, Nick has taken the Dragons, the Storm, Manly, Brisbane, North Queensland, Cronulla, and the Tigers. DC, our leader, has taken St George, Melbourne, Canterbury, Brisbane, Cowboys, Cronulla, West Tigers, and Newcastle. And we have to go through our fried rice, mate. Uh, Nick has taken the Dragons. Uh, DC has taken the Storm. Maria didn't send me a tips, but she's in the middle of her deadline for big league. So, look, I've got to give her home teams and the second home team, which would be the Brisbane Broncos. So, unfortunately, that steals the one you're probably going to take, mate. Uh, George has taken the Knights. Uh, it's your tip, mate. Um, well, I'll go the Bulldogs. Go the, oh, you love your Bulldogs, don't you? Oh, I think they're good things for this weekend. Very impressive. So that leaves me looking at the board saying those first four games are pretty much off the board. I can't tick Canberra. I'll take the West Tigers to beat the Parramatta Eels, and that rounds out fried rice. Now, that's pretty much our show, everyone. We do have Dream Team Dribble coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, once Maddie and I are done now, again, we are doing our origin show next Wednesday uh, and DC will be in the studio. So if you've got any questions or anything surrounding the origin teams that you want us to discuss, send us an email uh, via wdnicholson.com or head over to the Facebook page or just hit us up on Twitter at NRL Tweet. Now, Maddie, I, I know that there's a lot of things that are coming up, uh, in particularly in Queensland. I mean, you've got your ticker tape parade for the Brisbane Roar, I'm sure. Yeah, ticket tape parade tomorrow was, you know, champions again there. So, yeah, it's all happening here in Queensland. And uh, did you, uh, you had something else, uh, didn't you? Is the, is the ANZ Championship kicked off, the netball? Oh, mate, let's not talk about that. The Firebirds are going terribly. What, they didn't lose a game last year, I thought. Didn't lose a game last year and only lost one player. Everyone thought, well, we'll, you know, go through again. And we're one from four to start the season. Now, uh, the question is, mate, what are you going to be doing on your Anzac Day this year? I'm doing service down here at um, uh, Redcliffe on the on the water. A very emotional time yep. was, and then uh, I don't have much else planned. Yeah, there's a bit of footy, obviously, in the afternoon, but everybody, yeah, uh, Anzac Day is coming up. Uh, mate, keep, keep all those people that have uh, been affected by war in your, in, your, in your hearts and in your prayers, please, because it's uh, a big thing that's given us a lot of quality of life here in Australia and um, what they did uh, all those years ago, and even the doing now, should not be discounted. Well said, was. Okay, we've got uh, Not The Footy Show coming up again next week, everyone. Uh, Dream Team Dribble follows. Matty Duncan, anything to leave us with? Uh, got nothing, was. <laughs> As always. No, actually, you, mate, people love you. Uh, Matty Duncan's been up there in Queensland. I've been Warwick Nicholson. If you want to listen to Matty Duncan, he does a sports fever show on 101.5 FM up there in Queensland every Thursday. And, mate, uh, I'm sure you'll have uh, a big show this Thursday. I'm sure we will, Will. I better start planning it. <laughs> Very good. If you want to get in touch, let us know and rate us on iTunes. We'll speak to you on Wednesday week. Dribble. 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 <laughs> okay, Rowan, welcome back to Not The Footy Show, episode 103, the Round 8 preview, and Dream Team Dribble is back with the boys who will be got in the studio. Adrian, Matt, Reese, And uh, there'll be no tapping of the table this week. Will there be, Matt? No. Good answer. All right, let's go to our teams, boys. We've got seven rounds in. We've had about six or seven days off prognosticating on our dream teams. How's it been? Have you survived the, uh, the no football on the weekend? Well, I actually watched the Adelaide Grand Final in the end, uh, the last five minutes. You and about three other people? Yeah, that was, that was good. Yeah, that was one. Oh, gee. I followed it on Twitter. Powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but what did you guys do? Did you, did you even still cast an eye of your dream team as the uh, weekend progressed? The, the uh, under-20s origin was a great time, actually, to have a look at some of the up-and-coming players and possible um, recruits for the future. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were sitting there at the game, supposed to be covering the under-20s, and you were sitting there doing your dream team. That's what I thought you were about to tell me. <laughs> I'm not going to admit that, but <laughs> I may have. Boys, we've got our teams printed out on the smallest font ever known to man. Mm. So do your best. Uh, Adrian, we'll start with you. Uh, give an update on uh, where you were placed overall. Okay, I am 24,415th, which is disappointing. Um, not where I want to be, but I think I can still pull a rabbit out of the hat. Uh, I scored 666 in the last round, which Stay was... away from me. <laughs> yes, sorry about that. Um, um, yeah, and what did you? Uh, what's your totals points after seven rounds? Uh, where are we there? 4,806. And how many trades got left? 20 trades left. I uh, saved them last week, and it looks like I'll be using at least one this week. Matt? Yep, I'm uh, placed 24,372nd uh, overall. Got a solid 733 with a winning score in all four competitions last oh, week. Uh, 4,807, just pipping Adrian there. One point. And I've got uh, 20 trades left as well, and I haven't made any for this week yet. And Loish. Oh, I'm placed a, a neat 48,342 um, they'll be coming straight back into my team, and I'm hoping they will get named. Now, I noticed you've already made one trade. What was that? Uh, brought in Corey Parker. Well, that leads to the next question, boys. Uh, you blokes, uh, have you got CP on your roster? Stuck no. solid with him throughout. And uh, Adrian, you don't have him. No, so, I'm not. So I'm what's not. the news? We've had this discussion through the office the last week and a half. Yeah. This is the week where he's going to be probably his lowest for uh, quite Fair a while. Well. Yeah. Do you uh, move heaven and earth and get CP in your team? No, I'm going to wait. I still don't want to... Uh, if he gets picked for Origin, I don't know if he will, I don't know if he won't, but I, I still can't do it at the <laughs> now moment. Now splinters going on your butt, mate. <laughs> yeah. So I, you're not going to pick him up. Um, Adrian, uh, Matt, you said you'd already stuck Yes, yeah, so I stuck solid with him. Uh, he scored quite well. And I also no- noticed Adrian hasn't gone with Gal either. Yeah, so, so uh, uh, explain strategy. why he's currently sitting in the 24,415th position. Yes. You have been going with the Daily Cherry Evans. Do you reckon he'll get some minutes this weekend? Oh, well, he did a lot in the test match on Friday, so... Removing the splinters that Adrian has as well. Indeed. Well, okay, so the the consensus is for at least three of us, you already had him, Matt, but if you didn't have him, would you be picking up this week? Oh, definitely. He's cheap. And uh, you've already done... Who did you trade out to uh, to get him? Oh, who did I trade out? It's a good question. Couldn't tell you. I can't remember. <laughs> I did it last week. You Not important. Lo- I, just had lots of I got him straight um, in. I've lost. got him back into my team. I'll explain who I traded out to get him in a sec. But the next question that comes around is your origin strategy coming into the next few weeks. We're going to have probably two, at least two rounds of each player unavailable, either a buy or origin. Did you guys look forward to origin before the season started and, and try and gradually get your team into the Nifnuff Phil of guys who won't play in Origin, Oh, mate, I, I am a Nifnuff at this game, so I've got really no idea in terms of strategy in Origin. Um, I'll just play it as it comes, really. Does that explain why you've got English in the game? <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking at that straight before this little uh, podcast about how many Origin players I have, so I might have to have a look at that. But... Okay, Matt? Yeah. Um, I looked towards playing and picking New South Wales players who were in form, uh, so they're not going to be playing Origin. Good, good, um, good <laughs> so, 
I, I think I've done pretty well there. I do have Slater uh, sitting there who will obviously be there. Shillington, another big shot. So uh, I might have a couple missing out, but um, I think I'm covered pretty well. And hashtag winning? Yeah, I tried to avoid Origin players during the preseason, but then in like the night before the competition started, my frantic just <laughs> throw everything out the window and trade everyone in. Uh, I managed to pick up like the entire Queensland side pretty much. So you could be struggling during the bye period. Yeah. I've tried to do my best to get the Kiwis in or guys who aren't going to play Origin. Um, unfortunately, that included bringing in Frank, Frank Pritchard, which I'm still paying for dearly. That was a dud decision, but I've got an okay uh, depth-wise heading into Origin now. Nathan Merritt is fit everybody, even though South claimed he was fit in round one. He's actually available for round eight. Uh, I had him in. Yeah, I had him you too. Had him in. Did you have him in, Rose? Of the year. We, yeah. we, we thought, oh, it's brilliant, but mm. if you haven't got him, everyone, don't bother. No, no. You'll be playing on the wing. We we'll won't be doing much, won't be, won't be goal kicking. What um, does that mean for Everingham? Everingham should stick around. I think the guy under threat is either Sean, Shane, Corrigan. <laughs> Sean, or Shane, one of the two. Um, they're in a bit of danger, and so is Dylan Farrell, uh, I think, for the Bunnies. Mm-hmm. Ken is gone. I've traded him out to get Corey Parker, but I was extremely tempted by Jamie Sowell. Mm, that's what As I a player um, on the green <laughs> team field. Uh, I think the fact that he's been punted from the New Wales team makes him a very stupid buy if you've already got Parker. Definitely the kick meters, the goal kicking. The Dragons normally do or will fare well this year during Origin because they won't have as many players as previously, yeah. I think. So um, and Sal will probably be running in the 75th plus minute and uh, scoring some. And he'll also points. get all those extra meters from kicking over the fullback's head and into over into the de- ball line. It's, de- count, it's right? a great dream team strategy. You got to look at those things. Yeah, the, the Campisi trade, I did... I love that, that trade button where you cancel your trades. I did have Saud in there for a little bit, uh, and he could be coming into the lineup. Great that he's not playing Origin. Well, probably not great for him, but great for Dream Team. Now, sorry, and you have, uh, at the moment, you've got Carney, Reynolds. Uh, is that Carr? And Norman. And Norman. Is it worth using that money that you've got sitting in the bank for Ryan Carr and get Jamie Saud in your team? Oh, yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, I was also thinking about sort of... Uh, putting Carney back down to fullback uh, spot and bringing in someone like Sourwood. Um, I'm not sure yet. I'll now probably hold on this week. Now we have uh, been here at work at, at Pillar Sports. We've been sort of building up something that's on the internet as well. And uh, I guess it'll come in handy when we look at this next question. How stuck will you be when the buys start? Uh, probably very. Because the first one I think Souths and Tigers. And at one point I think I had eight or nine guys from both those clubs, which was horrendous, but not so much now, but I'm looking forward, yes, I will be screwed. I'm in a very similar situation. <laughs> and yeah, South will get me. I've got about four or five players. Yeah, I think we're all stuck. So if you need help uh, getting through the buy period, where should you go, Reese? Where should I go? Dreamteamers.com.au. It's a good website. <laughs> it's really the only Should I have written that down? <laughs> on the or... Give it a plug, go for it, boys. It's a good website. <laughs> lots of things on Dream Team. Uh, we've got the chairman, NFI, uh, the postman. He he goes all right as well. Postman Pat goes okay. Yeah, plenty. All your Dream Team stuff. It's probably I'd say the best NRL Dream Team website on the internet. Full stop. It's definitely that. the best one on WordPress. <laughs> should, should we have catch your comments? <laughs> uh, incorporates a lot. Uh, previews, reviews, break evens, blogs. Uh, injury updates. Josh McBrain bashing. I mean, it's got everything that you want in a good Dream Steve Team. Steve Michaels bashing. Yeah. All of it of fun. It is. And uh, so check that out at dreamteamers.com.au or join them on the Facebook page. Well, boys, we will probably have a little bit more 
cutting edge analysis next week when we actually read what uh, our teams look like. Mm-hmm. I apologise for the uh, poor printing effort. <laughs> uh, we will speak to you guys next week on episode 104. Thanks very much for your time, lads. See you. Funball Supporter Challenge, proudly brought to you by... When hair loss became a problem for me, I naturally went to Advanced Hair Studio. Now, I've got my hair back and I look and feel younger. Advanced hair? Oh, yeah. Just go away now. I've had a gut full of you the whole game. Oh, I see. I've been here for five minutes. Have you been sleeping over there? Eat up! Not this week's show.